1: Up with it girl, rock with it girl, show them it girl, bang bang, bunks with it girl. Just you and me. So for you folks that don't know, this was Bernie's favorite Friday song. You go back to the movie Saturday Night Fever with John Travolta, and he'd be blowing his hair and getting ready and screaming Attico with the Bee Gees. And this was a song for Bernard. Every Friday we'd play this, and he got get all pumped up for his big weekend, which he did nothing, by the way, but... Drink a Forster's Lager and sit on his uh, porch back there and um, watch, um, you know, like, uh, I don't know, fights or something. but MMA, uh, MMA right? But this got him all pumped up. Folks, this is uh, today throughout the program. We are raising money. Me my beautiful wife, Danielle, she just left for the uh, DCD, Dysproxia, the Spotlight Foundation for Dysproxia DCD. You can donate right now. Go to the website, wabcradio.com, and you'll see a button at the very top of the page with all the foundations here. We are the very first one on the scroll down. Once again, Spotlight Foundation for Dysproxia DCD, raised already close to $14,000. You guys have been very, very generous, including Mr. Katsimatidis. If you can't get to the website for some reason, you can call this. 1-800-890-9088. This morning, 1-800-890-9088. That's one eight hundred eight nine zero nine zero eight eight. But the website, preferable, wabcradio.com. Now, as promised, on this Friday morning, we had that beautiful mass for my guy Bernie just a couple of days ago at St. Patrick's, and we had the chance once again, I haven't seen these folks since the funeral and the cemetery, to see Carol, Bernie's beautiful wife, and his two really great kids, I mean great kids, Brendan and Melanie, And uh, we promised you that day they'd be back in studio on this Friday. And uh, sure enough, sitting to my left, Bernie's daughter, Melanie, and sitting straight in front of me, Bernie's son, Brendan, the McGurks, and Rosenbergs are back together again. Just the way it should be, right? Absolutely. Nice to have you guys.
0: Nice Nice to be be here. here.
1: Now, when you look to your right, Melanie, and you too, Brendan, and you see that 77 WABC Radio, the Bernard McGurk Studio, Starting with you, Brendan. What does that mean to you?
2: Uh, it's just—it's huge. I know how much this all, the, his job, meant to him, and uh, you know, being a straight shooter and talking on the air was—you uh, know—second to his family. It was everything to him, and uh, yeah, it means a lot.
1: It's huge. Pretty cool, right? You yeah. too, Melanie. Right? That's pretty Absolutely. cool. Absolutely.
0: I feel like flooded with mixed emotions right now. You know, I'm—I'm I'm sitting in the spot where my dad That's sat every single day. Yeah. And I wish it was him sitting in this seat still, but I, I feel really honored to be here and be sitting in the Bernard McGurk studio. It's really such an honor. It really is. And
1: that is his seat you are sitting in. It so. is. And he and I would be just like this. And Absolutely. He'd say something like, you know, my kid, Brendan, he's taken this test, and the test is like five hours long to, you know, to work for one of these you know, great accounting firms and become a CPA. And then you got a job with like a really big-time firm. And uh, he was running around like you were president of the United States. He was so proud of you. <laughs> you are a practicing CPA right now at another big firm, right?
2: Yes, that's correct.
1: Yeah. Not, not at the same firm you were a couple of years ago. No, I'm not in public
2: accounting anymore. I was at the big four public accounting firm. Right, right. But, was, uh, that's right. Now I've moved to a private industry where the work-life balance is a little better.
1: Oh, awesome. So. And you, Melanie, my wife Danielle can talk about this because she deals with people like you all the time. In fact, she's going to court this morning in Nassau County. You are on your way to becoming a court stenographer. Are you there already? You're on the way.
0: Not yet. I am okay. on my way to to graduating. It's coming soon. Um, I'm at 160 words per minute, and I have to get to 225 <laughs> words per minute, which is a lot, but it's doable, and I'll get there. And I'm excited about well, it.
1: What do you do to practice? You have to keep just hitting keys all day long to practice. Is that what you do?
0: Yeah. Well, it's like it's not a regular keyboard. It's like a specific machine made for this, like. For this yeah yeah and um it's kind of like learning a different language yeah and i have to sit there and i listen to audio and i write everything that's being said and that's how i practice and you have to just go in increments of 20 so i started at 40 words per minute then 60 words per minute 80 so on and so forth until i get to 225 very
1: impressive yes. uh, he was always uh talking so nicely about both of you guys i'll tell you one quick story about you melanie so um, your father was not huge, as you guys know, with social media. In fact, I think his Facebook picture is still him and Sarah Palin for like 20 years. <laughs> and um, I used to say, Bernie, go on Instagram. I, yeah, 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 I can't get it. So one day, I'm on Instagram quite a bit. I come in and go, you know, Bernie, your daughter, Melanie, she's following me on Instagram. And so I followed her back, you know. I'm like, one of my kids, you know? Great. Oh, good, 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 good. She's on there quite a bit. Good, good, good. About two weeks later, I go, you know, Bern. Your daughter, Melody, wearing a bikini on Instagram. <laughs> and I kind of feel uncomfortable being on Instagram, seeing that picture. It's like my own daughter. Like, I yell at Eve all the time, don't dress like that. Mm-hmm. I said, so I think I'm going to unfollow your daughter. What should I do? And he's like, oh, no, no, stop, 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 stop. I did unfollow you, just so you know. Because... I did
0: notice that. <laughs> <laughs> I did.
1: But not because I don't love you, because I'm like... It just felt kind of weird for me to uh, to be I on Inst- and see you, you know. Absolutely. And, and, and he didn't go on there, your father Bernie, so I'm the one who had to bear that, uh, yeah. that, that, that picture.
0: Honestly, I feel like if my dad was on Instagram, I would not be posting those things. If either of my parents were, mm. I would just not.
1: But you haven't done it in a long time. Well, he was sick this summer, so he didn't do that.
0: But no, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So I remember the exact day he was sitting in that chair, Brendan and, and Melody. And um, he was grabbing at his groin, you know, which he did all the time anyway between us. And, <laughs> and he said, you know, when I go to the bathroom, it, it burns me. And I said, burn, burn. I'm not a doctor. Anybody can tell you, you have a urinary tract infection. You got a UTI. That is the classic symptom. He goes, I don't think so. I said, well, what do you mean you don't think so? He said, I, I don't know, man. I, I think I may. I said, don't say it. He said, I'm not saying it, but I'm going to get checked this week. And then, of course, that was... Um, probably early december and then by christmas we knew what was going on and by the new year's of course it started to become a real disaster until we got to where we were in october but i remember him that specific morning right where you're sitting melanie telling me this thing burns and i'm not exactly sure what's going on what was you like at home i'm just curious
0: it was really tough at home, and you know he he still wanted to come in to the station to do the show. Yeah. So, but he was unable to sit and drive. So,
1: well, that was because of that surgery he had.
0: Well, was it because of the surgery? Yes, because maybe they, it they, was. Yeah, because yeah.
1: they actually messed up his uh, his butt. To be honest,
0: they did, yeah. and yeah. he was never able to sit from that day on, which is really unfortunate. But so he would have me drive his car in the morning to get to the station, and I would just I sit remember. over in the other studio. Right. Doing my schoolwork. I, I, I got
1: you a couple of bacon and egg. You and did. Cheese sandwiches. You
0: absolutely <laughs> did. I love that. But yeah, I would just sit there and do my homework and wait for the show to be over, and then I would drive us home or drive us to a doctor's appointment. Like this past year has just been full of appointments, and like he was so uncomfortable. It was yeah. so sad to watch. Yeah,
1: we could actually hear him guys moaning. Because, you know, of course he was doing it from home. Mm-hmm. And Lewis has the equipment where, you know, Bernie would talk through and be on the show. And during breaks, he'd come on the air and be like, ah, eh, uh, Biden's an imbecile and the punk in the pantsuit, Nancy Pelosi, and that, 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 uh, you know, that bimbo Kamala Harris. And then we'd go to break, he'd be like, Carol. And he'd be moaning. It was that bad. <laughs> I know. Had to be tough for you to watch too, Brendan. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah it was really tough. It was, uh, yeah, I think one of the worst parts was that he couldn't sit. You know, we couldn't even go out to a restaurant or uh, you wow. know, sit outside, you know, like he had to either be standing up or laying down, or laying down. And yeah.
0: he couldn't stand for that long either. So he would stand for like 10 minutes and then be like, oh, my gosh, I have to go lay down. I ah. can't even sit, you know,
1: what's hard for me to believe is um, for him specifically, because you know, guys, you would come in every morning, and me, I, you know, I, I kind of changed my diet, right? So I'd have Phil go get me a bacon, egg, and cheese. And i get bored of that, then i get, like, a, a bagel and cream cheese. Your father was so rigid in his diet and ate so healthy. He had the most boring breakfast ever. So the same fiber cereal, a couple of nuts. I'm like, Bernie, don't be afraid to live. Get something. For-. No, no. He worked out. He ate right. So for him, of all people, to go through that and become so uh, vulnerable— was really odd because he was the complete opposite of that in his daily habits.
0: Absolutely. You you never know what's going to happen. I mean, no one could have anticipated this. Like he was healthy, his heart was healthy, everything about him was healthy. Hmm. He worked out every day. Like his pride and joy was going for a run on the boardwalk, yeah. biking on the boardwalk, and then he would flip days and then he would go to the gym and then he would do the boardwalk. Like that was what he loved to do and he was so proud. Of his healthy habits.
1: Yeah, he was in great shape. But he would play one-on-one basketball against you, Brendan. Mm -hmm. And when he would win, (laughs) let me tell you something. He would come in and it was like LeBron James. He's like... Uh, and my son's not going to make this, but I just kicked his ass in basketball. And he posted <laughs> on Facebook pictures of you two going at it one on one.
2: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I wasn't the best at basketball. I think <laughs> it, might, it was easy to
0: beat you. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't that hard.
2: But I think he, he used to play one of uh, Melanie's boyfriends, and I think that might be
1: what you're oh, thinking of. My
0: ex boyfriend, yeah. He, oh, he used to play one of them. He, yeah, you did. He was actually he in was the He like, was in the Air
1: Force or something, right?
0: He's, he's in the, the Navy. Navy. There you go. Yeah, yeah so yeah. he's in, like, special. Special Ops, it's really kind of cool. But, you don't talk um, to him anymore? No, I do. He was at the funeral. He was at the wake. Oh, I don't know who he was, so we're, I didn't still, know that. we're still friends, but definitely. You're, but you're, you're,
1: there's no romance anymore. That's no, over. No, no. Because I really thought for a while there, I know you got married, obviously, Brendan, lovely girl, and you have a child on the way, right. but my money was on you because you and this guy were like really hot and heavy.
0: It was... A five year relationship. It was a long five time. Five years. It was five years. What did,
1: what happened? Is it his High form? school
0: through college. No, it just yeah. kind of went our separate ways. And oh. he was going into the Navy, so it was hard to, you know, yeah. stay together through something like that. Right, right. So, but he was here in studio when you guys were over at Penn Plaza yes. um, to meet uh, Rob O'Neill.
1: That's right. He couldn't wait because Rob O'Neill, for folks that don't know, was the man that put a bullet. Right between the eyes of Osama bin Laden, and your father kept saying, "Melanie's boyfriend can't wait to meet this guy," and I did meet him that day. That did. Right. Yeah, 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 it's pretty cool.
0: That was awesome. He was, yeah. he loved that. Yeah, it was great.
1: Did you ever admit to your father, Brendan, that you hate Donald Trump? No, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> you could, but if you did, you couldn't even say it. Uh, he would never yeah. disown you, but it would be no. a very miserable existence.
2: Uh, yeah. Well, you know, what? he he wasn't at home. He was very easygoing. You know, you could have conversations. He wasn't. uh, wasn't Really?
1: Yeah, it wasn't exactly the same as he is on. on. So you're telling me about Thanksgiving. You're all having Thanksgiving dinner. Mm -hmm. You and Melanie and Carol and Bernard. And you just happened to say, I got to tell you, I saw Trump on TV today. He really is a moron. Your father would be uh, okay with no
0: problem with that?
2: He, uh, yeah. I I mean, he wouldn't get personally offended by anything, you know?
1: He'd so just... why would you
0: like that with me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was entertaining. You that know? that yeah. was the entertainment he yeah. brought
0: to the show, you know? That's the aspect. <laughs> you he know, he,
1: and he told me that, kids. He would say, I don't really care at home. I go, there's no way you could be that enthusiastic and fired up here and go home and not care. You're lying to me. No. But he true. wasn't lying to me.
0: No, he yeah. absolutely he'd wasn't. Have,
1: uh, he'd
2: have fans come up to him sometimes that, like, would want to start talking politics. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, all right. Well, I'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He didn't really want to talk about well, it. Well, but to be honest, whether it was politics or not, because I traveled quite a bit with Bernard, uh, the, the most recently we went to the Super Bowl together in Atlanta, which was fun. And people would walk, no matter what they wanted to talk about, mm. it didn't matter. He was like, nice to me. Okay, I, I got to go. I got to go. Like said, you talk to him. I'm like, oh, really? like <laughs> I talked to them. So he wasn't as, as brilliant as he was. And the great performer. That he was. He was never very comfortable with that. Is that fair to say?
0: I would honestly consider him to be like an extroverted introvert. Yes. That's yes. how I would describe him. Yeah. Because he could put it on when he needed to. But like his happiness was sitting at home, like we said, with a beer, watching UFC fights alone in our basement. Mm-hmm. Like that's he what loved he that. enjoyed. He loved you it. know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of like that about him. I miss that about him. one eight hundred eight four eight 848 wabc one eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. 848 9222 once again, folks, if you want to make a donation today, this is while well, we're talking to these two beautiful kids. We are having our very first ever Spotlight Foundation for Dyspoxia DCD radio band. Started this with my beautiful wife, Danielle, at 6 o'clock this morning, and I've raised a ton of money already. If you want to donate right now, go to wabcradio.com. Click on the Foundations button. And you'll see the Spotlight Foundation at the very, very top. Make a donation right there. If there's some reason you can't get to the website, you can call 1-800-890-9088. 800-890-9088. Donate today. We've got another 40 minutes with both Brendan and Melanie McGurk right here as we continue to remember their father, Bernard, a great man, right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And you, girl, you and me Eric Sugar, he's actually an adult that has dyspraxia. And like my son Gabe, who's only 13 He'll call us live from San Francisco We're also going to hear later on from another young lady in the UK She's 23 She's got dyspraxia DCD so we'll hear from the, both of those folks later on in the program. Also, Chris Matthews, former MSNBC star, he's going to stop by. Joe Pinion, money against Chuck Schumer, they've got a debate coming up on Sunday night. He's going to stop by too. But uh, what a beautiful hour this has been! After two great hours with my beautiful wife Danielle, where we talked about this proxy, here, raised a ton of money. I spoke to John Matides and a host of others. Now I've got this amazing opportunity to speak to two of my favorite people, Bernie's kids, two great kids, Brendan and Melanie. So welcome back. That was a great 20 minutes. You were um, at the actual funeral on Long Island, not the mass, which was also a beautiful service. And Mike Breen spoke and Bo Deedle and I spoke and you spoke. And uh, I guess you found a letter that you wrote. Uh, and you'll Talk about this. I'm, I may be wrong in my uh, description, but I think you wrote a letter for school to your father about your father. Maybe you were seven or eight years old, and you read this at the funeral, and it was adorable and heart wrenching at the same time. You handled it well. I didn't, so you brought this letter in today. I did. You mind reading it again? Or absolutely. Now, what was the what was the ba- the uh, the backstory behind the this?
0: backstory behind this? Is that my mom and dad were in the city for chemo. And I wanted to do something special, so I was cleaning out my dad's closet, just making the room nice and organized, and I found this letter that I wrote in second or third grade. Now, how
1: long ago was this? This is, He was still alive, obviously. He was coming in with chemo, so how long ago?
0: This was probably in, like, eight, March or April, I okay. would say. Yeah. Yeah. I found a lot of stuff from my childhood, but this one stuck out to me. And when he got back from his chemo treatment, he was laying in his bed, and he was in pain, and... You know, it was really hard to see him like that, but I handed him this letter and
1: Oh my god. The the
0: smile that he had on his face yeah. through all the pain that he was feeling, I could oh. tell this brought him comfort and happiness. And that's something that I will carry with me for the rest of my life. But and
1: you actually not just handed him the letter, but if I'm correct, you read him the letter. And then you said uh, for the first time you heard him actually laugh and giggle. And
0: Exactly. He laughed, and I will say it was hard for him to laugh. There weren't many laughs happening in our house at that time, but he did, and he he loved it.
1: Oh, I loved it, too. You're not even my daughter. I mean, you're close, but you're almost my daughter. But uh, I loved it, too. So get and read it for the folks out there right now, if you don't
0: mind. All righty. Could get emotional, but here we go. It's okay. It says, Dear Daddy, I love you so much. There is no other daddy better than you. I love you so much. And there is no other dad that is as skinny as you. (laughs) And I'm not lying. You are the only person that doesn't have blubber on you. You only have flesh. You are so nice. You buy me really good things and take care of me when I am sick and mommy is away. You let me call anyone I want to play with when mom is gone. You are the best. And I just can't imagine having any dad but you. I love you so much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Love, Melanie. Oh,
1: yeah. What grade was that?
0: I would say second grade.
1: That's better than most New York Times columns today. Just so you know. <laughs> 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 and that was great. You were great there and great just now. It's adorable. I'm glad you kept that. You, Brendan, you, um, I know you've got stuff like that, too, with your father. Mm-hmm. But you admitted to me before you came in this morning, came on the air, I should say, that uh, unlike Melanie, who, who did break down and start to cry but for the most part at both the mass and the funeral did a really good job you don't think you can do that you thought you would just you couldn't do it because you'd break down right
2: yeah i don't i wouldn't be able to compose myself uh you know like the way she did and uh you know it'd just be really hard to um say
1: that in front of a lot of people you see know? and you don't i i know her a little more than you because mm-hmm. i've met her a couple of times more i'm yep. happy you and i got to see each other a bunch of times now because you're a wonderful kid and you love you but you don't seem that type. You seem like you, you, you may be kind of tough. Like to make Brendan cry ain't going to be all that easy. Maybe I'm wrong. Is, is that your personality? Well, I guess that's why I avoid those situations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You're not going to yeah. see it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but uh, actually, I did see you at the funeral in the cemetery. And, and you guys, you and your father, were very, very close. So when, mm-hmm. when uh, Greg Kelly, for example, says to uh, Melanie a couple of days ago, which uh, of these kids uh, was, uh, was your father's favorite, which uh, was a silly question, but, mm. but kind of cute, I guess. And without hesitation, Melanie said me. And uh, <laughs> you, didn't even, you didn't even say a word. Is that because you know that's not the truth or because you know yeah, it probably is the truth? Well, I wasn't going to fight her on it because, you know, it's not a good look. You know, right. daddy's little girl.
2: I'm not going right. you know, right. to. How am I right. going to fight that? Right. <laughs> True. right True.
1: Yeah, you know, I I wonder if I was asked the same question. I mean, it's because Ava is my older child. You're older, Brendan. You're 29. You're what, 27? 27. 27. My daughter's older than my son, and she's in college now in Europe. But my little boy is home. But it's kind of the same thing. Like, I I discuss different things, obviously, with my daughter than I do with my son. Mm -hmm. What was the last serious conversation, Brendan? Uh, I mean, you're way past the birds and the bees at this point. You're having a child. But mm. what was the last serious conversation you remember having with your father? Well, you needed his help with something, some advice.
2: Um, well, he would always – I mean, I remember growing up, you know, he always gave uh, a ton of wisdom. You know, like uh, make sure – you know, one of his favorite phrases was delay gratification. And he would always say, you know, make sure you do your homework, make sure you study, and you earn the good times. You know, you earn the weekends. You You know – that was the way he was. And so he annoying, them. right? Wasn't that so annoying?
1: <laughs> at, at times it can be. He would do that with me. I'd be like, Bernard, it's freezing outside. If you don't know pain, you can't enjoy pleasure. I'm like, what, what? But he was right. Yeah. Right, he was right. Delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he really was a man. He
0: always it. did that with the little things, too. Like, if we were ever to get, like, McDonald's or something, we would get, like, a chicken nuggets and french fries. And he's like, you have to eat the chicken nuggets first right. because it's healthier. And then you can eat the french fries <laughs> afterwards. So we always had to eat the healthy thing first yeah. and then go for the good stuff. But
1: he right. never ate unhealthy things. I swear, Brendan Melanie, I used to beg him. Right, Lou, you were here. And he gets a piece of cake or cookie. I'm sure if you went to Ronnie's place, maybe on a Saturday night, Christine's, right? Or what else? He liked that, uh, that steak place. But he did the inspection, though. Did he inspect your food? Yeah, he time? did that too, yes. Because he would come <laughs> up, like, if I got something from the cafeteria, he'd say, like, okay, now, uh, how many greens have you got? Like, <laughs> how many? Uh, you, no, you need, no, you, a salad is not, that's not yeah. what a salad should be. He did do right? that. That's it was true. a dissection of your yeah. food. It was like, and, uh, and I had worked with him for 30 years, and I went, why do
0: you constantly. Have to <laughs>
1: drive me crazy about the five minutes of pleasure I get during this show. He, he would do that. That's, That's hilarious. the hilarious. Yeah. Was it yeah. the same way at home like Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yeah. Are you
0: kidding? Yeah, I I remember sitting there at the dinner table. And before I ate, I had to drink a full glass of orange juice. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I despise whoa, whoa, whoa. orange wait, juice. Wait, what do you mean
1: you had to drink What does he that mean? He forced
0: me you to drink the table. Wait yeah. a second. Orange juice. Now he's
1: to sound abusive, Bernie.
0: <laughs> because it was calcium. It was like the healthy stuff. Yeah. And I, till this day, do not drink orange juice. And then he would make me take my vitamins after eating. And I just remember... You know, being stealth and bringing them upstairs and hiding them and flushing you know, them down the toilet. You don't know things.
1: Here we are talking about Bernie like he's, it he, he, turns out he's like Mommy Dearest. No, he's the,
0: <laughs> Yeah, he's militant. <laughs> he was. He really was. He was. And then I remember also another time, he, I'm in the car with my friend, and we were like little kids, and we stop at the gas station, and he goes, girls, do you want a snack? And we're like, yeah, absolutely, we want a snack. And he goes in and then comes out with one bag of peanuts and one <laughs> water bottle. <laughs> that's it. No chips. No goldfish. Oh, nothing. Peanuts.
1: No, was he the same way with you, Brendan? Me, like, uh, yeah, yeah, same yeah. way. No, he was. Yeah, and he'd yeah.
2: make us. Uh, he'd be going for runs on the beach. He'd be like, "Come on, you know, come with me. Let's go." And you know, we like, never wanted like to. Like he'd like wake <laughs> you up at six o'clock
1: in the morning, right? Oh, Stop no, playing no, like no. the trumpet. So no, <laughs>
0: never. He wasn't awake until like noon on weekends. Well, he, he did say that to me.
1: He would only say to me he couldn't believe that by ten o'clock in the morning Danielle and I would have already gone to the gym maybe taken a, a class you know Donald he's like Sid, I don't get up till one o'clock in the afternoon mm-hmm. he would always say that that was true one hundred percent that was yeah. true yeah. Yeah. yeah his his schedule was kind of weird during the week too in that he would come home from work even before me during the IMAs days and he would sleep during the day and then wake up like in the middle of the night and start working on the show right yep. absolutely
0: yeah, yeah. he so he end. he would have like two hours of sleep at night that's yeah. it because he always wanted to be up and ready for all the new news that was you know coming on and yeah. then he would come home from work and he would sleep for 4 hours and that then he it. would get up go he would go to the gym he would prep and then do it all over again. He did that five days a week. I'm wow. like, how are you like alive? He took You're so like sleep two, deprived. Two
2: naps a day, basically.
1: Two naps a day, <laughs> exactly. Right. That, that was right. his sleep. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it worked for him. One 848 WABC. One eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. This I'm enjoying immensely. Oh, this is great. the good stuff. It's great. It confirms how really how, insane. He right. He sometimes. was. <laughs> he was. He was the sweetest. As I said in the New York Post just two days ago, and I meant it. The best man I've ever met. But a complete psycho. Oh, yeah. It's all true. <laughs> Let's be honest. I mean, a complete nut job. Very unique. McG-
0: <laughs> unique. Yeah, that's yes. the word. Yeah.
1: We'll talk more with uh, Brendan and Melanie. they will be here the whole hour, which is uh, fantastic. Again, folks, if you want to help us today, donate to our Dysproxia Radiothon, the Spotlight Foundation for Dysproxia DCD. Please go to the website right now, wabcradio.com. You guys have been so generous, doing a great job today making Danielle, me and Gabriel all very happy. You'll uh, click on the button on the home page, which reads Foundations, and we're the first one that comes down, Spotlight Foundation for Dysproxia DCD. And of course, if you can't for some reason get to the website, you can make a phone call, one eight hundred eight nine zero nine zero eight eight. 890 9088, that's 800 890 9088 and donate to this wonderful cause today.
0: Cause he gets
1: up in the morning and he goes to work. Lewis, tonight. I just heard something during the break. Usually when the breaks come, I run out of the studio and just walk around the halls and kind of like Vinnie the Chin with his robe in uh, Pennsylvania. But um, I'm so intrigued by both Brendan and Melanie and the beautiful kids, and I love them. And the conversation's great off the air and on the air. And uh, Melanie is telling me, this is hard to believe. I'm not even sure if I believe it, to be honest. uh, That her and her mother, you ready for this, Louis? I might not be. Her and her mother, Carol, listening right now. um, Well, I can't even say it. It's not true. It's just not true. (laughs) I'm not going to say it. Okay, don't say it. It happened.
0: It happened. It did
1: not happen. It
0: happened. (laughs)
1: Brendan said it happened. It must have happened. Because if Brendan said it happened, (laughs) what exactly? you want to tell everybody? let's make, let's tease it. Something happened. It's hard to believe, <laughs> knowing Bernard and how we felt about this specific A person. sport. <laughs> oh, tell him what happened, Mel.
0: No, I was just saying that this past weekend, my mom and I flew down to her best friend's house in Jupiter. And she lives on Trump's national golf course. And uh, she took me to go hit some balls. So um, yeah. I'm kind of into golf these days. But Sid was no really chief. taken back by it, you know, <laughs> since my dad absolutely hated, hated the sport it. of golf.
1: Yeah. The, again, I, I told him when Tiger won in 19, he came back and had that amazing, dramatic win at the Open. Your father was genuinely excited. And he, he reveled on that Monday morning. The day before, the day after, forget about it. I couldn't even mention golf. And to think that you and Carol are now becoming golf addicts—I mean, <laughs> not like my your own, mom, not your mom. No, you have like your own golf clubs.
0: No, but no, you, no you want, not... them.
1: You want them. You want I them. I would
0: get them. I really enjoyed it. Wow, it was really cool. But I was so sore the next day. It looks a lot easier than it is. Very hard. I will say that very it hard. is very hard. Yeah, I hate
1: it. Because I always get the same blister on my thumb. Yeah. yeah. And by the ninth hole, I'm bored to death because I've already done the same thing over and over again. I lost 19 balls. Then I got to go to the bathroom. I got to travel like 18 miles. or somebody has to call I got to walk. It's hot as hell out there. What is the fun of it? What What is good about it?
0: It's very frustrating. I don't know. I've never done the whole nine hole or 18 hole. All I've done is hit the golf balls. That's as far as I've gone. <laughs> I would like to learn the rest, but we'll see. Wow. Yeah.
1: Look at that, Melanie McGurk on the golf. Now you like to play sports. You've only you you say your father-in-law likes golf. So you you yeah. play it once or twice.
2: I've played a few games of golf casually. Yeah, yeah my father-in-law is big into it. I've. Uh, I think it's
1: called rounds. I'm, I'm not even sure. You maybe you're a game. I think it's called rounds of golf. So you're not even sure what, right. how to how to say it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, I'm definitely no very casually. Very, very casual. Casually, yeah. You,
1: but you play any other sports? I mean, you're in good shape, right? then you Do you go to the gym or anything? Or? I try. I do lift weights once in a
2: while. Yeah, you're I, strong. I haven't been as much lately wow. but obviously my dad used to drag me to the gym you right. know, when <laughs> he i was made younger. you go He made you yeah.
1: go and he made you drink orange juice before <laughs> yes <absolutely.
2: laughs> always yeah, no he instilled you know being strong being healthy you know yeah. so like i
1: you know i got to get back That's into it stuck
0: with us and we yeah. have a peloton at home so i do the peloton every day and yeah we've
1: got it too we've got the bike and the treadmill for daniel oh yeah we yes. just have the bike and you do it
0: every day Every day well,
1: you 're both in very good shape, but you 're beautiful kids, both you 're both beautiful, so I know I know you, you. 're saying I know it 's very important to both of you guys, and especially now. so we were talking also during the break. Um, my radiothon is today, not mine, but the Spotlight Foundation. My son has dyspraxia. This, this is really uh, Danielle herhart that that brought this uh, to fruition, and it 's important to us, but moving forward, knowing uh, what, um, what took your father 's life, not his soul and not his memory, but his life. Uh, It would only be right if uh, the three of us uh, did something similar to what I'm doing today for your father. And you, Melanie, and you, Brendan, had a couple of really good ideas moving forward to make sure that Bernie McGurk stays a part of this show forever and, more importantly, continues to help people long after he's gone. Talk about some of those ideas.
0: I think it would be great because my dad was into athletics. He loved running. He loved biking, everything like that. So I think it would be a good idea to try to start something up. Where he could, it's like in in memoriam of him, a fundraiser for the cancer he had, if we could do a run or a bike. In Long Beach, that. Manhattan, mm-hmm. wherever I, I just love it. it would be a nice thing to keep his name going.
1: I think it's a great idea, and yeah. uh, my wife would run it for sure. She's a marathon runner. Corey uncle would run it for sure. All of Long Beach would run it. All of Little Beach would run it. All of Rockaway. Your father was very popular in my neighborhood too. They loved him over the bridge, right over the bridge. I think you get a ton of people to do that. I think it's a great idea.
0: I agree. I hope it can come to fruition. But no, no, no,
1: it's going to come to fruition. You know why?
0: Because I'm
1: going to make sure it does. All right. That's what you need to know. I'm going to make it happen. Perfect. And you're going to run, too, Brendan. How long do you want this run to be? Like a 5K, a 10K? I
0: mean, if I'm going to personally do it, it's got to be like a 5K. I can't be doing like half marathons. Ooh, or This
1: is even better. So now, Melanie, because I think Brendan can do it either way. Now, because you said that, we're going to make it a 10K.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> That's oh right. God. And
1: you are going to train. And we're going to follow <laughs> the... And you're going to train with her, Brendan. I'll have to, yeah. And the two of you will follow your training. You can do it. Can you do 10K? Six miles.
2: Uh, I mean, I haven't in a long time. Oh, this is going to be great. I need so to train. you can't do it. So none <laughs> no. of you can do
1: it. So we're going to watch you guys train and get there, and then the day of, you guys are going to complete it, and that's going to make your father really proud. Don't do something easy mm-hmm. because that's not what Bernard did. You know that one time, uh, kids, we, we actually went to a, an event for Leslie Slender, and we um, it was for 9/11. So the firefighters had to run up and down the stairs at the twin towers carrying 70 pounds of equipment. And you know, guys, they went up like uh, hundreds of floors, you know, uh, 100 floors, uh, 80, whatever it was. So we went to this Saturday morning one time. We had this uh, big event and they wanted us to run up and down like 56 uh, floors. You know, your father did it three times. Really? I it was a show off. I do yeah.
0: know that. He did tell me that 56 once. 56 floors.
1: Three times, Brendan. Wow. Everybody did it once. They came down hupping and puffing. He's like, let's do it again. Uh. I'm like, you show off. And he did it. And he never huffed, never puffed. I'm sure, yeah. So we got to make it a little more difficult for you.
0: He always said to me, like, you should always take the stairs. If if yep. if, if anything, it's a good workout. You won't get stuck in the elevator. He was a big claustrophobic, yeah. so he's like, just take the stairs. And I remember this one time in college. I was looking at screenshots that I had from my, me and my dad's conversations when I was in college. And you, and went,
1: to, you went to Cortland, if I'm I correct. went to Cortland, yeah.
0: yes. And I texted him, and I said the elevators were broken all weekend, so I've walked up... Those 10 flights, so many times, they finally fixed them this morning. And he goes, ha, I'm so proud of you. Had you ever walked up before? And I was like, yeah, like once. And he goes, do it once a day from now on or you're grounded and I'll (laughs) run... I'll rent your room what? out to a fat homeless guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's, that, that is
1: I got to tell you, this last hour has shown us a completely wow. different Bernie McGurk. It's refreshing. I love it. Though. I love oh, like, cool. it. You know, it, it was like too good to be true. I mean, <laughs> listen, you better You know, when I first moved to that building in Manhattan on the Upper West Side, I lived on the 14th floor, Brenda and Melody. And uh, the building was a disaster. They promised to build a sunroof. They never built it. They promised to build the gym. The gym's like the size of this studio. It was a joke, you know? And I paid a lot of money, a lot of money, like Trump would say. And um, the elevator was always broken. So could you imagine I would walk to Gristidi's and buy a whole bunch of stuff? I'd have to walk up and down 14 flights. Up and down 14 flights is 28 flights. And I would come in and complain. Your father And your father would be like, that's great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is. It's a great workout. He wishes he
1: could do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I, you know what? He was actually jealous. Yeah, I, said, right. I thought I was going to die yesterday. I, I'm, I'm carrying coffee cake juniors <laughs> up 14 flights of stairs. He goes, that's great. That's great. That was your father. But then, was, but then he'd say, now, a better way to do it is if you go up sideways <laughs> right. and hold one foot. Yeah. Or yeah. You head you go backwards. Right.
0: Do it on your yeah. head
1: the first seven, then take your feet for the next that's seven. That's the
0: better way. There's always a better yeah. way. Or if you oh, hop father, up every two steps. every steps. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> it's <just> like, yeah, <laughs> that's good, but
1: the best way is this. Let me show you. God, you know, was amazing. He was a character. <laughs> he was great. We're going to come back and uh, wrap up this uh, really beautiful conversation with Bernie's kids. I know Carol, you're listening. We love you too. Bernie, I know you're listening. We love you too. And uh, your kids are right here with me, Brendan and Melanie. We'll come back and wrap it up right after this on Talk Radio 77 WABC. <laughs> Well, this was, um, I knew it was going to be great. I knew it. Because I know you kids, you're both great, Brendan and and Melody, and uh, we're going to keep doing this and all these events that you want to do, Mel and Brendan, your father's memory, we're going to do them all. We'll do a uh, a radiothon like I'm doing today, we'll do a run every year, we'll do a whole bunch of stuff. And as long as I'm in this studio and I'm doing mornings at WABC, your father will always be a part of the show. I think you both know that, right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Good. Because that's never going to change um he's listening right now so this is the part where it's not all that much fun it was a great 55 minutes right kids um he's listening right now but what do you want to say to your dad uh
2: just uh you know i i love him forever um you know he made me the man i am today and uh i just want to you know pass everything on he taught me to uh my future child and and what did your child do again february 1st
1: that's awesome man and you I are do. a great man. You really are, Brendan. You're a very, very impressive kid. You got a great heart. You're really bright. You got a terrific job. A beautiful wife. A child on the way. And and he was proud of you, and so am I. So thank you, thank you for that, Mel.
0: I honestly just want to say that you know when I was a kid and I would write anything, they would ask me who my hero was. My answer was always my dad. Uh-huh. Always without question, it was my dad. And I just want to thank you for everything you've given us. Like everything he did was for us. And I know that. And it's going to be hard going forward without him. But I know he's here in spirit without a doubt. He's with us every single day. So and I also want to say thank you so much to um, Mr. Katzmatidis and Mrs. Katzmatidis for having the memorial at St. Patrick's on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. It was really, really such a beautiful day. And, you know, all the people that came to support like it just it was so touching to me to see all of these people that my dad had such an impact on. It was very, very special. And thank you all for for being there or live streaming.
1: You're welcome. Uh, We will do this again very, very soon. You're going to Disney? Have fun. That'll be fun. Thank you. you. I know that uh, you guys love that. I used to go to Disney all the time, and I do miss it. And just know that... um, the rest of your lives, me and Danielle are both uh, here for you guys, and uh, I know you know that, and so does Carol. Thank you for coming in today. We'll do it again very soon, and we'll start working on those plans to put those events together, okay? We
0: have a lot more to say, so we can, we can yeah. definitely come back. Listen, <laughs> you're
1: invited anytime. The studio is in there to your father, so yes. you're actually welcome here before I am. It's that studio. <laughs> so the door is always open. You guys are great. Thank you so much. I Thank love you, you both. You. Folks, that is Brendan McGurk and Melanie McGurk, and how could you not love those kids? Well, buddy did a great job. And, Carol, I know you're listening, Carol. That is, that is the testament of a true man. Not how much money you've got, not who's got the biggest house, not who's got the nicest car, not who's got the best job. Look at your kids. And, uh, man, Bernie did a terrific job. These are two beautiful kids.